Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Road Dogs Podcast. Uh, my name is Janelle, and I am here with Amir. Yes. So welcome. Uh, we have a ton of things to talk about. It's a wide array of topics for sure. Uh, but first, let's just check in. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was very chill. What did you do? Did I see you this weekend? No. no it was chill. <laughs> that was oh, pretty much wow. It. it was very chill. I wow. really honestly didn't do a lot, which is perfectly okay. What about you? What did you do this weekend? I don't even remember. Mm. Not it's to say. No, it wasn't a blur. Did I go out? I did go out. I went to another. This weekend, I I got to stop acting like I'm grown. Because I have been staying up to like 3, 4 in the morning. Um, now, acting like you're grown is going to bed at like. 10. Well, yeah. Because you know you got responsibilities in the morning. Yeah, and that's what I that's what that's what I need to do. But I know this weekend I'm not going to be able to. Um, but yeah, it just was a lot. It was a blur, but it was fun. I had a good time. Went to a couple clubs. Uh, heard some oons oons. Um, got to dance at the circuit party. That didn't end until four. You went to another one? Yeah, it was oh, one wow. here. I, li- I like them. Okay. I like them. They, um, I don't feel like, I think I said this, like, I don't feel like I had to, like, get dressed. Or did I go to the circuit party two weeks ago? Last episode, we talked about the circuit party you went to. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I went to one last week, too. Yep, I okay. sure did. Um, yeah, I just feel like I can go. I can have a good time. I don't have to like dress up. I don't have to do too much. I don't have to worry about how I look. Everybody is dancing like to some certain beat. Like, so it was fun. It was a good time. Okay. Was this in like the warehouse district or was this like no, a this is at S4. Okay. Yeah, on the strip. Okay. Which that was my first time. No, this is my second time at S4, but this is my first time when it was like at. It's weird because it is a building that, you know, had possibly walked past a couple times but never Absolutely. actually yeah. gone in extensively because it was my crowd so it i was wasn't sure how that went in there but okay it it um it was interesting i saw some people doing coke out in the open okay just like hey girl well bump, yeah i bump, mean bump. I would I would expect that at a circuit party. Yeah, yeah, and we talked about that too. That was like that's so funny um, that this happened like out in the open. Um, but I'm all for people. However, get get in how you live. You know, there's a lot going. There's war going on. Um, there is. There's a recession. I think that's still going on. So people are going through a lot of things, and maybe the bump gets them to the to where they need to be. I think people are are coping. <laughs> people are coping in different ways. Um, Maybe the oons oons is also like helping to cope. Yeah, as well. you know what? I, I, I and I'm, it's gonna sound like so cliche, but this is like completely new for me. Like I am, I'm a hood nigga. I, I like to think of myself as a self proclaimed hood, but something about the oomps, 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 oomps. it just makes me feel like 
I don't care. Like, I can just dance and I don't got to worry about it being like calculated. I don't got to worry about nothing. So I just have my drinks and I danced. Even when like my group left, I was just dancing in a circle by myself. Not like left the club, but like they left to go grab, grab a drink. I just was like, this is fun. Because I don't know these people. Yeah. I'm probably never going to see them again. And if I do see them while I'm sober, I'm not going to remember that I saw them at the club. Right. So. Wait. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's also kind of catering to that energy that we've been speaking about, about how clubs don't really have that dance yeah. energy or fun energy. You're standing around. Yes. You're either drinking until your drink's gone and get another one, or you're just looking at people. So yeah. going to a circuit party sounds like it fills that void where you can just dance like that Scarlett Johansson gift. And that's what I'd be thinking about in my head. That I'd be very white woman with like a bob that's bumped at the end. Like it's real, it's curled at the end. But I have a bob, maybe a headband. Maybe like one of those plastic. Maybe a, a, a little pixie cut. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Like bitch arms just flailing in the air, and I'm smiling and I'm laughing at the most dramatic music because it's probably saying like, "I hate my family," but bitch, I'm just smiling ear to ear. Like, oh my god, this is so. Well, amazing. I feel like they're playing more like Dua Lipa. I think that girl's name is Dua Lipa. Is it Lipa? Or you Lipa? probably got it right. Okay, baby, Rexa. Um, Maybe I don't know these kids, Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you know I feel like it's that it's that genre yeah. of music where like high pitch. But they played like they play like some black artists. They played All Right by Victoria Monet, um, uh, Maida. They played Maida. What's this song? Uh, ah, I love Maida. I forget the name of that song. But they played like you know they they mixed it a in. variety. They played like a yeah. good variety. I mean, it was S four, so it was it was cool. The drinks were really good. Um, yeah, that's always good. Are they reasonably, you know, as well? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I want to say so. That's a, bring back reasonable drinks. Yes, please bring bring <laughs> back bring back and, and and I know we gotta get into the main portion of our show, but bring back like niggas dancing full out in the club, like you leaving sweating. Having a good time and people not looking at you like that bitch is awesome. What's the one club that's across the street that's like in the middle? Got the name of it. Lava. Lava. I know sometimes it can get like that depending on the music. Yeah. Yeah. And how I feel like the more crowded the club is, it's like, okay, well, no one can really see me. I guess I'll have a little fun. Right. But (laughs) I feel like obviously at a circuit party, you're there to, you know, bust a move. Yeah. However that may be. But dance yeah. a little bit. But yeah, it was fun. I had a good time. If you haven't been to a circuit party yet, do yourself a favor. There we go. So um, I guess the next circuit party, maybe we'll be able to give both a review. Maybe. Maybe so. Speaking, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking about our, of course, topic that you're here for. We're going to go ahead and jump into our Guess What, which is our entertainment and current event section. And as I kind of mentioned earlier, there's a war going on. There is a war. Um, so it looks like Israel and Palestine are kind of getting into it. 
and it's caused a lot of civilian deaths, unfortunately, um, children, you know, young adults. It seems like I guess they have a very young population because people just don't live that long, something along the lines. But yeah, a lot of injuries, um, especially as Israel declares war on Hamas, I believe it's mm -hmm. pronounced. Um, so bombs were let off. Oh, God, I want to say, Saturday. was it Saturday? I believe so. Yeah. So it was on, let's see. Yeah, I think it was Saturday, um, which has sparked a huge debate online with everyone saying, you know, hey, um, you know, pray for Israel or pray for Palestine. And there's people on both sides, obviously, you know, trying to make their voices heard mm -hmm. when in the middle, it's just innocent people dying which is the biggest thing about it. How do you feel about it? Um, I feel like it is make love, not war. I think it sucks, especially when, like, because I'm, I'm in America, so I am an American, right? So I'm here, um, and I feel like I'll be honest, you know, hearing this and hearing, like, they kind of have been just like at odds forever um but not really like it's kind of been like okay bitch knuck if you buck and then they knuck <laughs> you right. know like they snuck in with you know like the bombing and, and all of this and it's kind of was like unexpected because it was you know this kind of like rumbling or boiling uh and it kind of reached its tipping point and so i just think like when it comes to war it's extremely scary um it's extremely like i think back when like the uh war with ukraine um i had a co-worker who had family she was from ukraine so she had family that was there they wasn't really affected but she still like couldn't communicate with them she so it's it's just scary just to kind of think about like when you sit back and we like, we in America, we chilling, we ain't worried about too much or nothing, you know, but other people in other places and other, you know, parts of the world, they're going through something extremely difficult and scary. So just praying for all, you know, just praying for some type of resolution. Yeah, and, but it's so hard to see a resolution in this because as you said, they've been going at it for- Forever for a long time yeah. and i guess to kind of break it down in the simplest term there was even you know people that have been posting online trying to explain this because we don't really talk about this in the american education system i mean hey we're talking about how america was built but not really what goes on beyond that right especially you know as you're saying most people have like high school you know education level and even beyond that you know so, but let, yeah, just, uh, I guess, explain it. It was after the, I think it was World War II, where um, Jewish people were having to go back and they were like, okay, well, where are we gonna go? They were like, okay, well, let's go back to what was considered, I guess, their motherland right. and their teachings. And um, the Palestines were there. So they were like, okay, well, y'all gotta get up and go. Right. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, this is where we are. Um, you can't just kick us out of our place. So it's been a whole conflict there. Right. And, you know, it's gone from, hey, we're shutting off your resources, you know, we're shutting off your power, shutting off your food, um, you know, to kind of squeeze them out to like, okay, this is a full on right. attack that's happening. 
And, you know, everyone obviously has their opinions about, you know, what's going on and who's at fault when ultimately it's just like innocent people are dying. That's how I feel. It's like that, that's that's literally the main thing. Yeah. It's like we could go back and forth about who's right and who's wrong. But there are you know, hundreds of people, you know, that are being affected by this, that are losing their lives, that had nothing to do with this power struggle. So I feel like that's extremely unfortunate, you know, that in the grand scheme of things, like when you when you really think about it, that's the unfortunate part is that lives will be lost. You, you can't get that back. Like right. when it comes, whenever, whenever the day comes where they come to a resolution, families are going to forever be affected by, by this. Like yeah. their loved ones are gone. They, they're not coming back. Um, and we're talking about young ages too. Like these are children that are dying in this for a population that is relatively young. I think they said that the median age is like 18, yeah, which is really low. Meaning so, that obviously people aren't making it to an older age and you have a high population of people who are underage. So for bomb strikes and everything else, buildings to be destroyed. Uh, I think they said the death toll was 600 plus at this point. Is pretty insane. Yeah. And of course, 600 plus, and it's only been since Saturday. Like, yeah. it hasn't even been a full week. Right. So just imagine. That's, that's really sad. It really is. And of course, <laughs> on top of that, you have the opportunist. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a gentleman who posted online. Um, basically making the topic about him. Uh, he said, uh, this is why I won't ever support the radicalized Islamists in Gaza. These people who gleefully murder me and my husband or would gleefully murder me and my husband, not just for being gay, but for being from the West. And of course, he had to post a, a nice picture of him and his husband as well. And I'm assuming the desert. I don't know where they are, but they obviously aren't in Gaza. Right. Uh, <laughs> and a woman quoted it and said, one thing about white gays, they're going to center themselves in any situation they're not involved with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, it's already bad enough. The last thing these people need is a white man interjecting into what's going on like and and i'll be honest you know when we were kind of discussing what we were going to talk about i'm like i'm an american like and i'm kind of chilling over here and i don't really like when other countries be like what y'all should do blah 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 because that has nothing to do with you like baby you ain't in america i try not to put myself or put my thoughts and feelings into the, unless I'm like well-versed, well-educated on certain things. So I don't want to go in and be like, what wrong is wrong. Killing innocent people is wrong. But I don't have to go and say, I'll never go to, I'll never support the blah, 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 because of me. Bitch, this ain't nothing to do with you. That has absolutely nothing to do with you, your white husband, your, your white crocodile tears. Absolutely nothing at all. Um, that that really be grinding my gears when it comes to white. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't needed, and I don't know how you're adding to the conversation. Um, 
I mean, I will say, obviously, there are some radicalized viewpoints on, you know, LGBT rights in that sector, but I don't, it's not really relevant to the yeah, whole, to what's going on, right to now. What's going on overall. Um, and I, I think that's kind of messed up to use that as like, well, this is deservant or one side is, you know, deserve and the other side shouldn't be, you know? Yeah. And then he made it not only an American issue, but he made it a gay issue. Right. It's like they already think we assholes to begin with. Why would you throw like flaunt that out? Like, don't nobody care. Don't nobody need that. Like they don't. People are dying. Right. And you want to post you and your scrawny ass husband to talk about what rights y'all may or may not have and people are losing loved ones. It's not the time and it's not the place for yeah. that. Like you do not need to make a post, you know, that says make rosebuds, not war. It's not necessary at all. Uh, speaking of stuff that's not necessary, along with that comment that you just made, um, Jada Pinkett Smith has decided to let us into her relationship once again. Um, so Jada has went public and stated that her and Will Smith have been separated since 2016. Mind you, she says separated, right? They okay, so let me let me get your thoughts on that. So knowing everything that we know, we've talked about the Chris Rock slap, we've talked about the entanglement. Um, knowing what we know with Will and Jada, what were your thoughts on that announcement? I mean, it definitely felt like, wow, okay. Mm -hmm. The pieces are kind of coming together for everything that's been going on. I mean, there was the August Alcina mm -hmm. whole situation that had people like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. I wish that they would have said this a little bit earlier. That's the thing. They did. Will has already mentioned this in his book that came out, I think, two years ago, that they were separated, that they've been separated. You're talking about in 2001? Two years ago. It's 2023. Yeah. So this, I mean, but they, that whole August Alcina thing happened way back. Right. But it also, a lot or of people. Do you even feel like they needed to make an announcement? It is no, their business. I feel like they didn't need to, because separated doesn't mean divorce. Separated just means separated. Like, I can be, uh, I don't want to put that out there, but a person can be separated. But well, they're a perfect example. Will and Jada, they're separated from one another, but they still have their family. They still have their brand. They still have their businesses that they have to take care of. And they have said that they will be life partners forever. So just because they're separated, that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't love one another. Like, I don't blame Will Smith for smacking the shit out of uh, Chris Rock because I, I just don't blame him. Well, I know that. So there was additional information that came out about that recently yes. as well. So apparently Chris Rock had asked Jada out mm -hmm. during that time period. Mm -hmm. I knew it was something else. And he basically, I guess he said, or she said that he called her. Um, and was like, I'd love to take you out. And she was like, well, what do you mean? I mean, she's not, come on now. But <laughs> so, okay, that's a different conversation. But we'll have after I do this quote. Um, she was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, aren't you and Will getting a divorce? 
And she, I guess, denied it or something similar along those lines. She was like, no, Chris, those are just rumors. And he was appalled. I guess he apologized, such and such. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, so the, the thing about that I'm trying to figure out is, okay, obviously, 2016. 2016 is a long time from uh, right now. Now, right now, we're in 2023 yeah. when they're actually admitting that they were separated. How did they, you know, keep that quiet for so long? Especially being such public figures. I mean, you're going on to TV shows. So, I mean, she obviously yeah. has her uh, Red Table Talk. And, you know, they're having conversations like they're still it's technically together, together or mm-hmm. representing a couple while also living completely separate lives. Do you feel like there's kind of some... I mean, obviously, you don't have to share everything about your life with the public, but do you feel like there was a little bit of manipulation there no. since they weren't being as uh, transparent? No. No? I, I Honestly, I don't. I feel like... Because I feel like the whole hype of August Alsina and, like, all the entanglement... Was and that all, they, they was together. Yeah, and it was like, oh, Jada stepped out on Will, but they weren't actually... They were separated. Yeah, and I, I feel like... To be honest, I feel like this is a lot more happens a lot more frequently than we know about. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I just yeah. think Will and Jada are a lot more open than some of the um, other actors in Hollywood. But I just I, I think they have this undeniable connection, right? And I think that they both. I, I yeah, I feel like when you see Will and Jada together, it just kind of it works. Like, it kind of works. I mean, so I feel like they're very good friends. And like you said, they are lifelong partners. But if I have to hear about her and Tupac again, like. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong? Tupac was her extremely special friend. What's, what's wrong with her continuously honoring his memory? She's not saying, oh, if Tupac was here, I would be fucking him every day. Why? Of course she, she wouldn't say that she, because but, the gig would be up at that point. Okay, but what's what's the matter with, with, with her saying that? Like, what's wrong with that? I don't see anything that's wrong with her. Okay, so let me, let me say this. Haven't read Tupac's, you know, like, poetry books, haven't read, you know, a little bit up on Tupac, I felt like he had this, like, magnetic energy that, like, if you got it, you got it. Like, you really got it. And then I feel like, did we, did Jada and Tupac fuck? Me. Right? I feel like he was fine. He was charismatic. He was smart. And he probably gave her some good sex. And now she's like, I'm going to remember this nigga for the rest of his life. Or we can take sex off the table. And they were just two spirits that found each other. That's never going to lose each other. Regardless, even if he's there or alive. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's beautiful, actually. I think it was beautiful the first couple of times. I feel like... Forever, like it's just okay. A continued conversation, like where you're like talking with your kids about it. But what's wrong with that? <sighs> but what? Tell me. You tell me what's wrong with it. I, 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 I really struggle with people having like an issue with her, like having like this kind of like 
this love, this I, I like I still feel like she hasn't processed losing her dear friend. Then I, that would be something to go ahead and process because then it's like you're you're doing it for the public, and it's like okay, but why do we need to have this moment with you if why this not? is something private? Why not? If this is something that you're keeping, like you know, everyone has had someone that's passed away, right? But is it something where I need to also have the public involved in my grieving as well? Yes. Why not? Why do you need that, though? You, I don't feel like she needs it. She doesn't, every interview, she doesn't talk about him. It's, it comes it just, up a lot. It, it comes up, but wouldn't you want, God forbid, if anything happened to us to, wouldn't you want like the other to still keep the memory alive? Of course, for yourself. But no, no, okay, <laughs> we just gonna have to agree to okay. disagree because I, I feel like she ain't doing nothing wrong. If that was, if that was just of course, genuinely, this is, this is just, you know, it's not saying that she's done anything wrong. You just, per said, se. you just said, why did she have to do it? Like, I do, I do think that it is a little for me personally, and I, I guess I should preface that for me personally, mm-hmm. it is a little much um, at this specific time you know it's been years so if that's the case look kim should never talk about biggie if but that's the, little, no if that's the case but they should never talk about Aaliyah. The, yes they the all do they all no, do no, 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 they no, all no. talk about they all go back they all kind of not go not the same frequency about. i do not agree with that but i mean when you think about who it is and, and this is part of the reason why we hear about it more is because we know that will has been i mean jada has been married to will for so long but she still has this in like infinite love infinite admiration honestly i feel Tupac. like after they separated if it was 2016 that's when it increased i don't think so okay I mean, we would have to look back at data. Yeah, we would have to one. look back. But, but I, I feel like it's it's so frequent now. It's like, okay, I got I, it. I, I, I would, got it. I would only hope that after I passed away, I would have somebody that is comfortable enough with making sure my memory never fades. And I think that's what she's doing to Tupac. She's not saying, she's not doing it maliciously. She's not getting anything out of it. She is just, when asked the questions about him, she's not speaking with nothing but admiration. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Sometimes it's not even when a question's asked. They don't be like, Jada, what you have for, for dinner? You know, because me and Tupac sat in the cafeteria one day, and he ate meatloaf. So I decided to, sometimes she don't is, be going, no, sometimes it's not. It is like no, that. it's not. No, it's, sometimes, a lot of times... Were, I'm not about to let you do my homegirl like that. Sometimes it's not even a conversation. It's just something that she brought up herself. And what's wrong with that? What's, that is, wrong, that's, that's what's what... wrong with having a memory and expressing it? That's, see, that's what's wrong with people. They have these feelings for people and they don't express it. So and what is her feeling for What is the feeling? That... She lost her friend okay. at a very young age. Okay. Who was who? She probably saw. See, bitch, no, because we're going to sit here and talk about this for the rest of the show. But I feel This is like, not even the topic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so going back <laughs> to the topic. That was, that was good, though. Going back to the topic. Um, you I, said that you don't feel like 
they should have or they needed to rebuild this no nope. earlier time i know because if we being completely honest that is still their relationship and wherever like we don't need to know all their peaks we don't have to know all their uh, valleys either if they share it with us sure if they choose not to okay so why do you feel like or do you have a suspicion or an, an idea as to why it was revealed now because she had a book to promote okay is that the only because i mean will had a book to promote and that's why he said it too <laughs> it was said before okay like yeah they they not stupid and they they know they have to help each other and then i, I think she also mentioned something about like her wanted to make sure that the, that the kids were grown and stable but then it turns out that the kids is like her support system you know as she's going through this i don't think me personally i don't see will and jada ever getting a divorce i just don't will they be together i don't know but i feel like this separation whatever they've been doing it's been working yeah it's obviously been working i mean if we're just honestly talking about it, they seem like a very good family unit. Yeah. You know, they are obviously active in their children's lives. Even Trey, um, mm-hmm. as a child from the prior marriage that he had. So big ups for that. That's the most important thing here is that you're an active parent in your child's life. Yeah, absolutely. Regardless of wherever the relationship falls. Absolutely. So ultimately, I feel like they're, like I said, a great family unit, you know. Especially as a separated couple, you know, they're both in, you know, damn, I'm forgetting the kid's name. Jaden and Willow. <laughs> yeah, Jaden and Willow. Jesus, you're talking about these motherfuckers and you didn't know their kid's name. But, um, shout out to them. And whatever y'all do, y'all gonna continue to do it with grace, so we appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, whatever they've been doing, they'll continue doing it. As evidence, I wonder if that. So <laughs> I'm sure you remember that whole um, Mar- Margaret, Margaret Robbie. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that. I want that. I wanted that to happen so bad. I don't think that. I don't think it did, but I wanted to. Like I want that to be true. I mean, it, you don't think it was true? I don't know. I, I wanted in a people room. Now I do think they swingers. Mm-hmm. I do, I do think they they get down. So they they separately swing. I, mean, no, I, think they, seeing... I think they do it together. I think it's an elite group in Hollywood that's swingers and they all be fucking each other. Mm, now our podcast is gone. I didn't say who. <laughs> but um, I do think they're great parents. <laughs> um, <laughs> so just segue into another shit show of parents. Um, recently, King Harris, who. Um, is Tiny and T.I.'s son. Um, he went on a another popular podcast and he talked about, you know, his, I guess, the way that his family went about certain things as they were filming, you know, the Tiny and T.I. family hustle show. Um, so allegedly, he was with his grandmama this whole time. Um, he would say they would come pick him up. And as soon as the cameras went off, 
he went right back to the grandma house. What? How? I, that that shook me because let me also start off by acknowledging that T.I. annoys the piss out of me, right? So I just want to make sure that I start off by saying that. So yes, I am biased as I'm talking about this. And I want to make sure that individuals are aware of that because this man irritates my soul. To know that this show was based about, uh, based around um, being a family unit, being, you know, like the family, you know, family that prays together, stays together. And then you have this one child who you got all these other kids. But this is the one that stayed with the grandmama. Now he could be bad as hell. He seemed like he bad as hell. I mean, it's he been seemed proven. like he, he bites. Yeah, he looked like he. He's bites. done like reckless shit. Yeah. So, so I can I can see, and you know, sometimes grandma is the only one that can kind of like, <laughs> I fuck you up. I brought your mom and daddy into this world. Like I don't give a fuck about you know. Like grandma can go into into detail. What you think? Like what what what? Have you ever have you ever seen the the family hustle before? Yeah, I've seen clips like here and there, but I've never actually sat down and watched it just because it wasn't really it wasn't really for me. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely revealing, obviously, because you know social media and how we how things are portrayed. When I say social media, reality TV. Yeah, reality TV and how things are portrayed. Obviously, what can be on the screen could be completely different behind the scenes. So, yeah. I mean, I, I have heard of this, though, before, that I guess the kids didn't really stay with them. I, I've never... So, I've watched the show a couple of times. Um, but I didn't really... <laughs> I didn't really kind of, like, get into it only because I feel like it was a bad representation for Tiny. Azealia Banks kind of touched on it and 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 I saw the episode that Azealia Banks was talking about where Tiny was reading something and it came on VH1. VH1 was actually making fun of her reading. And I thought to myself like if everything goes to TI, if you are the executive producer, there's no way that you would have that put out on your wife. Like, she looked illiterate. Like, not even being funny. Like, she, it sounded like she could not read. Um, and then I think back to, we talked about, um, I think we talked about T.I., his reaction to King's teeth, again, his teeth done. I think so, yeah. And that makes it even worse. That he said that stuff or had that reaction or shared a laugh about his son's teeth with America, knowing that y'all have this fragile, strained relationship. I mean, and it obviously, you know, we're on the outside, so we're not seeing how their whole family dynamic is. But true. If you're being raised by a different parent and you're only seeing your parent at these specific moments, 
that's probably why he doesn't really have a control over what his child is doing. You know, when he was out doing these things and getting caught and people were like, you know, T.I., what do you say? Like, are you going to get your child in order? And he was just like, I I don't know. He was kind of flabbergasted. He didn't really have anything concrete to say because you didn't raise him. Man, it ain't like when, when your grandma raised you, it ain't nothing you can, the parent can say. Like, especially when you have money, like he has the resources to be active in your child's life, but your grandma is raising him. And so just to kind of have that, it, it just lets you know that all reality shows don't really paint the full reality of, of people's situation. Yeah. But I also can't stand T.I. So anything that comes out that paints him in a negative light, like, bitch, this should have been the first thing we talked Whatever happened to that whole case that was going on? I never even heard. I'm of pretty that. sure it's it's probably still some still is going on. Okay, they still doing some shit that they ain't supposed to do. Because I know Which there sucks, was a, there was I, a witch hunt for that. Yeah, and I I, I kind of like Tiny. Mm. Like <laughs> I like Tiny before she did the little Richard, uh, not little Richard. Who was that Smokey Smokey Robinson eyes? Oh, I don't know because. Uh, She's kind of coming off as an accomplice in a lot of these things. Yeah. And it's like... Uh... Sips tea. Yeah, it's like, ooh. Yeah. We'll, we'll hear about it sooner rather than later. But, I don't know. That be. I want, like, all these kids in Hollywood to write tell-all books. Who would you want at the top, you know, First person, get it published. Tell our book. Mm-hmm. Um, Sasha Obama. Okay. I feel like she has a story to tell. The younger one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she has she has a story to tell. Um, I will also want to hear uh, from Northwest. I feel like she'll be able to like she'll say some shit. Um I mean who else? Who else do I think? I want to hear from Blue Ivy. I don't want to hear from Blue Ivy just yet. I feel like she's been coasting. I feel like she's been smooth. So not not just yet. No, not yet. But obviously when she gets a little bit older, she's still underage. So when yeah. she gets like into adulthood, she can write a tall book. Same with Northwest. Like I feel like get Kanye <laughs> and Kim a couple of years. Some shit is going to go down. I want to also, I would say EJ Johnson. Ooh. That's a good one. Because I feel like that would be a very unique perspective when we're talking about being LGBT. Obviously, your father is a huge yeah. basketball player. Growing up with that privilege in Hollywood, yeah. what doors that allow to be open? And yeah. how open were you? Yeah, and then how... Like... <laughs> bitch, if my father was Magic Johnson, and he's like a multi millionaire and I came out of but you can't say nothing to me because I am rich and I ain't have to do shit and my mama and my daddy is okay with it like can you imagine like I'm I'm sure his his tell-all book will be lit so yeah that's that's yeah. a good one because you kind of see if you look back the evolution you know it seems like he was a little mm. bit shyer yeah um as he was growing up and then he kind of you know obviously got to a certain age where he's like i'm the shit yeah like like you can't touch you me. Get, like but you broke 
But <laughs> like, bitch, you calling me gay? I call you broke. Like I win. Like I win in this. You know, like uh, to be rich and gay. Bitch, nobody would like. Me. So I would love to hear more about that. Okay, I would love for you to hear more about that. You specifically. Um, speaking of hearing more about <laughs> stuff, uh, the homeboy Drake. So Drake and what? Well, no, go ahead. Okay, I'm, Drake I'm, and <laughs> intrigued. Drake and Joe Budden kind of stepped into some shit. Um, so Joe Budden basically, you know, talked about Drake. His uh, affinity for 25-year-olds, you know, like, basically saying, like, the album is not hot. He's not the only person um, to have to have said this, you know, about Drake's current album that recently came out. And Drake decided to respond to Joe Budden by saying, you have failed at music. You left it behind to do what you are doing in this clip, because this is what actually pays your bills. For any artist watching this, just remember, you are watching a failure give their opinion on his idea of a recipe for success, a quitter give their opinion on how to achieve longevity. You switch careers because the things that pop into your head has you broke living check to check, and the raps you write have 450 men showing up to your shows in dusty Anise, Anise jeans to screw up their face to mute music. And pretend you are the GOAT. And then Miss Azealia Banks. She's not always there when you want her, but she's always there on time. Had a lot to say to Drake. Okay, but first, before we get into Azealia Banks, how do you feel about Drake's reaction to Joe Budden and what he said about his current state of music and album? Um, you know, I haven't really listened a lot to the album. I've heard pieces here and there. It's, you know, it doesn't really gravitate towards me. Maybe I have to give it like another listen. But, um, you know, Drake does make music for somebody. For somebody. <laughs> well, because he's gone through a couple transitions. So, you yeah. know, he started trying to do like the R&B rap type of phase and then um, went a little dance for a little bit, a little techno pop. Um, then it kind of went bounce as well. Um, then he made the Nola joint album. Yeah. Um. Okay. So he's had a couple of transitions, I guess, finding himself. Um, and then this latest album is doesn't seem to be hitting with everyone. And he, he seems to be upset that there's criticism about that. Yeah. Which I don't know why. It doesn't look good when an artist is responding negative negatively to you know criticism. Somebody's interpretation of yeah. the music. Yeah. Um, going back to that, I feel like I actually don't mind. I actually don't mind when an artist respond um, because I understand like that's my art. I, I I spent time in it, and even if you felt like it wasn't up to your standard, um, you have the right to say whatever you want to say, and I have the right to respond to it, right? Um, but I, I do think that 
there's been like the only reason I feel like Drake responded to it is because he saw online that he has been coming after women a lot lately. Um, so I feel like who Joe Budden? No, Drake. Oh, okay. So he came after uh, Megan Thee Stallion at. We talked about. I think we talked about that. He came after Megan Thee Stallion. He said some little sly shit at his Houston show. Um, you know about Megan. Um, he saw people saying, you know, he mentioned Rihanna, you know, in his lyrics. Um, he mentioned, is it es- Espera- Esperelda Spalding? Esper- Esperanza. Es- yeah. Esperanza. I- yeah. I'm sorry for butchering that name. So it's kind of like, I felt like he saw that, his team saw that, and they was like, say something. Say something to him. You know, but Azalea Banks came in and said, does Drake know his nose job and liposuction is not hip-hop? That right there lets me know that not a lot of people deserve to be in front of a mic, in front of a a, a camera, entertaining. But that bitch, I need, she is missing her calling. She needs a podcast. She needs a a web series. Because to say... Does he know his nose job and liposuction is not hip-hop? Does Drake know that no one who actually understands hip-hop, a culture born from oppressed, don't really care about his soft-toothed, colonized, confused, mixed race? Like, ah, uh, soft-toothed, colonized, mixed race. Like, does Drake know his desperate attempts to gangsterize Canadian street life is an all-encompassing failure in and of itself? That's one bitch right there. God forbid if me and Azalea Banks ever get into it, because I'm saying, bitch, you won. Because I can't, bitch, she gonna say shit, I'm ready to fight. I'm ready to swing, and I can't hear one. Like, no, 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 no. She, she is just like, when you think about some of the shit that she has said, she be with it at all times. And I'm like, bitch, how did you even think of this? Where did this even come from? But, and why are you paying Captain Saver home for Joe Button? Because I don't even think they fuck with each other like that. I don't know if they do either, but I think it was, she was just calling him out on his bullshit. Yeah. Because one of the other things that people have been kind of bringing up, um, where I saw a pretty good analysis of it, is that Drake kind of came into the industry under the nice guy um, persona. Mm -hmm. You know, he did like, you know, a lot of songs where he was speaking to women through his music and uplifting them. Um, You know, he did nice for what? All that type of stuff. And then as he got older, the mask was revealed. And it was like, oh, you know, you're just kind of a fuckboy too, you know? And I think a lot of people are coming to that conclusion like, oh, you know, he talked a big mess, but his actual actions and how he's portraying himself now is a lot different. Yeah. Um, I don't know where his image is going. 
right now or what he's trying to portray. well as he said is for all the dogs yeah but he ain't really a dog like that for real for real like nobody looks at Drake and be like oh my god I'm intimidated like somebody's standing in front of me nobody not a single person but do you do you feel like okay well what's your perception of like dog what does that mean to you when I think of somebody that's like a dog like I know you don't watch sports, but like Draymond Green, he plays for Golden State. Uh, like he's a dog. I feel like if I had to think of like other entertainers, I would say Future. Uh, I feel like that would be the perfect example. Like when people say like a fuckboy Bible, he's. But see, that's a fuckboy. I don't think that's like a dog. Like a dog is like somebody who. It's just swing. Like, they'll, you know, they'll swing on you. I don't see future swinging. I feel like the Venn diagram of these two overlap. So you can be a fuckboy and a dog, and they're very much similar in ways. But I also get what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think that he matches that either. No. So it is interesting that this is the... You know, with artists in every era, I mean, this is something we talked about with Doja Cat, it gives them a chance to be reborn, give a new image, a new persona. And maybe this is, you know, Drake's Scarlet or um, Roman Polanski, like Nicki Minaj. You know, this is his way of reinventing himself. And now he's a dog and, you know, he talks shit about women and this, this and that. Yeah. Uh, no more cuddle up and let's have marshmallows um, by the fireplace, Drake. Cause I don't really think he 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 not that he not that he not that dude like that for real. I think he's playing a character. And I don't think he's doing a really bad job at it. Well, he's, I mean, he's also an actor, so there's that. So who knows if this is another role that he's portraying? But I guess when you say that you're an entertainer, there is a little bit of acting that goes into it. So good luck on his endeavors. I think they projected that he should make. 420k sales oh i'm sure he gonna sell because it's drake yeah and and he's gonna have a catchy hit or two but like the body of work is not body anymore but yeah. yeah and of course i think the younger generation is what he's kind of aiming for so yeah yeah We'll see what happens when it comes out in the rents, but it is a little while that he's decided to bring Rihanna into this. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he he's doing shit for shock value. Same way I feel like he mentioned the whole Megan shooting for shock value. He's bringing, you know, he's bringing these people in, and then he's gonna play coy. He's gonna pretend like he doesn't know um, what he was saying. Like you're not that witty. It's not that you know, like intricate of a bar like we know who you're talking about what you're trying to talk about um and it's not like is is not I, the only word i can say is like witty like it's just not there anymore like it it, it ain't really like oh my god did you hear that he's talking about because you're talking about people who are as loved or more loved than you right like when you say something about rihanna like bitch you got Half the nation ready to go to war. Like, do you I think? Say that, 
Or, like, yeah, so it is pretty crazy. Like, did he think that people were going to be like, yeah, fuck her. Right, like, a, a woman who just had her second kid with right. her, you know, like, who's minding her business? Who is, in the grand scheme of things, a lot more successful than you are? We're, we're talking about multi-business. Right. She's a mother. Literally. Makeup and panties. Right. We can talk about music. What are you doing? Makeup and panties. I'm talking about him. Makeup and panties. <laughs> <laughs> he's in makeup and he's in panties. Because honestly, I don't know any Drake businesses. He has the OVO, which is kind of like a clothing. Who, line, who is wearing that? But nobody really. I mean, he's just famous. He's a decent entertainer. Well, no, he's a decent rapper. I saw the the tour, you know, clips, and I was like, bitch, I would have been pissed. Cause he just standing there. But I guess, you know, after seeing Beyonce, everything just kind of like. Yeah, you can't really. Yeah, because, I mean, he, he really was just standing there. Um, can't really compare when you can't compete. But shout out Is to. You can't compete where you don't compete where you can't compare. I don't know. One of those. Either way, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Drake. <laughs> Fuck you. But we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Right back. Hey, guys. It's Amir. Thanks for tuning in. You can find Road Dogs podcast episodes and interviews on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify platforms. You can also see our latest updates and when episodes drop on our Twitter and Instagram page. Be sure to tell a friend to follow and support your Roll Dogs. Now back to the show. And we are back. Yes, we are. And we are going to talk about a topic that is a tad bit controversial, but it is near and dear to my heart. Um, because we're jumping into the word is our Twitter online section. Yes, all of that. If they don't know that by now, like, what do they know? They need to know. Okay. Right. That, you know, so repetition. Good, good thing we're here. Um, so we're talking about this student who was a Caucasian child, um, was stopped by a teacher and was told to remove um, an Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated shirt um, because she had on a, you know, it's an AKA 1908. Um, and the teacher was like, no, 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 baby, come here. Let me take this off of you. Um, so the child wore the shirt to school. The teacher decided to take the shirt off of the child. Um, and then the teacher also decided that she would send a note to mom. Um, and basically said, you know, I noticed today, I noticed Peyton was wearing, um, a shirt, an AKA shirt. Um, <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. Um, and she basically said, you know, um, AKA is a service organization. You have to be in college. You have to be, you have to pledge. You have to be inducted into the chapters. Um, it is, it's a branded item, right? Um, and the teacher was also a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So she decided to take the shirt off of the child and replace it with another shirt. Um, and so, what are your 
thoughts being a person who is not in a Greek letter organization. How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, there's been a couple of responses to this. I don't have a child, mm-hmm. but um, I mean, okay, let's first say, you know, AK ain't having it. Like, period. That was, you know, put the foot down. But um, yeah, I would think as a parent, if you send your child to school with one thing and they don't come back with that thing, or, you know, they're wearing something different than what you sent them to school with, that would obviously be a concern. Okay. Um, obviously, there's measures in school of, you know, if you're wearing something that is offensive, inappropriate, uh, discriminatory, then, yeah, they can force you to change. It's in the school rule books. I don't think this is specifically covering that. <laughs> so... The teacher might have overstepped that. I think it's a. I think it's totally okay for her to send home a letter saying, "Hey, this is what this means." Um, you know, put it away. <laughs> you know, something like that. But I don't know if you can like take it off the child. I don't know because you know I'm not part of. A, <laughs> of the divine nine. So I can't really, right, you're not. I can't really speak. Not on, yet. I can't speak on, you know, the, the rules and regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she picked up that little girl by the ankles. And no, she did. no, she did. And I see, that's what I think the issue is, is people think she grabbed a little girl by her hair and was like, hold on, bitch. Why you got our shit? Blah, blah, blah. Let me take this off. Gave her a few guts. She said, you ain't a nigga, nigga. That's, take that's it not, off. That's take not, it off. That's not, but see, and also, that's kind of like a misconception as well, because there, I'm pretty sure there's white individuals in every, you know, divine art organization. I, I can only speak for, for mine and, and some of the others that I've seen. You know, there are people of other races there. So I, I want to make sure, I don't think the issue was her being white. The issue was you wasn't an AKA. Now, someone, you know, I am a proud member of Five Minute Single Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I would have done the same thing. And and here's here's why. Because I think it had that been me. And I've been in that situation before. And I'll talk about that a little later. But going back to this, I think had the the only thing I would have done differently is if that teacher sent the email to the mom before removing the shirt. I think that's the one thing that people are asking, like, you know, could that have been done before? But we also don't know if she reached out, if she tried to get in contact. The the little girl still came home with a shirt. Did she? Yeah, she had okay. a different shirt on. Well, did she know, but you said a shirt or did she come home with the shirt? No, not the shirt, because I'm going to collect my things. And so here's 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 a, a big misconception, because I know people are like, I don't say misconception, but people are like, well, why did she have a shirt in the first place? Sometimes, unfortunately, individuals who are in um, these organizations, they pass away or some things happen, right? Um, and that's when then the clothing is kind of like donated to these certain other places. And so we can go to any kind of thrift store around, you know, I was going to say the Valley, but anywhere around, you know, DFW area and you'll probably be able to to see a, a Greek letter shirt. And people aren't really 
kind of like if if you don't know, then you don't know. Yeah. Like they just see some shit. It's, it could be their favorite color. They're going to pick it up. Um, I would have definitely done the same thing. I have. So we have a. Yeah, I'm going to just keep it real. Okay. I'm going to keep it real. We have a beta club, right? Which kind of is us um, engulfing and, and getting into like our youth, right? So young men of a certain age. And there was a summer program that we had. I walked in and a young man had on a hat. And I said, where'd you get that hat from? He said, oh, so I said, take it off. Take it off. And, and, and unless you went through whatever process you have to go through, like, you won't understand it. And I didn't mean it maliciously, but I'm just like, take it off. Like, you have you have to earn that. You know, like, you... And and it's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, that was a kid, but he was like nine, ten, so he knew, you know. He hopefully one day he does become a, a, a member of my fraternity, but you're not right now, and you know that you're not supposed to be wearing. It. Take it off. And so he took it off. He handed it to me. I handed it to the brother whose hat it was, and was like, "Don't leave your stuff laying around." Um. Also, there was a unhoused individual. Um, but do you feel like? Well, go ahead, tell. No, no, there was an unhoused individual that had on the shirt. So I went and I spoke to him because I thought. I, I'll be honest. I thought the worst. Like I thought, like, oh, my fraternity brother is out here struggling. Let me go speak to him. So I asked him, like, "Are you a member?" And then he was like, "What?" Then I was like, "You know," uh, he was like, "Oh, I don't know what this means. I just." was cold and i'm like oh okay so you know i i started talking to him i was like well uh, my name is john l i'm a member of five beta sigma fraternity incorporated these are our letters only members can wear these letters but here's what i'm gonna do um i'm going to go and i'm gonna grab you another sweatshirt is that like is it okay for us to swap to exchange uh, I'm going to grab you another sweatshirt, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, I don't mean any disrespect, blah, blah. I think I gave him like $5, like, you know, thank you, whatever the case may be. Like, so we exchanged. Um, I gave him just like a plain hoodie or whatever. He gave me um, the sweatshirt um, back. And then I ended up giving it to like an older chapter member or something like that. I was like, what can you do? Because I wasn't going to keep it. Um, but yeah, I've done it. These are our letters. And people... People like the people who don't get it. I feel like they do. I feel like they they do get it. They're just not a part of it, so they don't know. But we we work for this, and it's not only it's not only like for show. Like the things that I'm most proud of is the things that we've done to help our community. And imagine if he would have, uh, if a person would go and do something in your letters. And then that makes you look bad because, oh, a member of, you know, whatever fraternity or whatever sorority did X, Y, Z, and you just wearing it, right? Not saying that the little girl was going to go burn the school down, but you never know. Yeah. I think, though, so at least with those situations, I mean, you said the first one, you were kind of working underneath the organization. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense. Like, those 
those young kids obviously knew of the organization. That's why they're there. So to say, hey, you can't, you know, it's probably not a good idea for you to wear this because you haven't gone through this. That makes a little more sense. I think the thing people were kind of bringing up was this teacher's in a professional environment. You know, you're at work. There are steps that you have to take. You can't just, you know, go to that. But I feel like I don't, I, I'm, I'm struggling seeing what she did wrong. Because I don't think, first off, we have to give, well, I don't want to say first off. Like, let's give the teacher the benefit of the doubt. She's in that profession for a reason. So she has um, a certain, like, love, care for kids. So I highly doubt, like I said earlier, she grabbed her by the ear. Bitch, take this off. How could you? I'm going to beat your mama ass. I'm going to beat your daddy ass. Where you get it from? Take my letters off. I don't think she said that. I think she said, hey, maybe we might, we need to switch your shirt. And I personally, being Greek, and there's if you look under the, the comments, there's a ton of Greek people that's just like, uh, maybe she shouldn't have did that. She should have did X, Y, Z first. If I was in that situation, I would have did the same thing. Hey, I have this really cool shirt for you. You can put this shirt on, but th- you can't wear that shirt for, you know, certain amount of reasons. Maybe not go into detail with the child because maybe they won't get it, but the parent definitely should. And I think the mom went on camera and, like, weaponized, <laughs> you know, her whiteness just a little bit because she was saying she doesn't understand the big deal of it when the teacher laid out what the big deal was. Now, I will say the mom, you know, put out her best Karen Definitely. for this, uh, for the, the television interview, the news interview. Definitely. Um, to kind of make it seem like it was something a little bit more dramatic than it possibly was. Yeah. So I will say that. Um, but it is, yeah, it's an interesting topic. Obviously, there are part people who are part of the, um, you know, fraternity sorority who are like, hey, you know. I don't think this was done properly. It is not even that it's not even that she shouldn't have taken it, I guess. It's just the method that was used, I guess you could say, that people had disagreed about. But there's also people who flat out said, hey, you know, this is the right way to handle this situation. Because yeah. um, we have to we have regardless, we have to come up out of that. The letters, yeah. Yeah. Come put crook. Come up out of it. How do you feel about Greek organizations. What's your thoughts? I think they do amazing things for the community. They definitely have a purpose, obviously, bringing us together. Um, you know, I never thought about joining it, but I do have a lot of family that have been a, a part of. Why didn't you want to? Why don't you want to join? You know, it's just it was never really. Also, the, I feel like the people that I, that are a part of it, at least in my life, I didn't meet till a little bit later. Mm-hmm. So at the time that I was in college, it wasn't really a huge thing for me. Yeah. And one of the things that kind of like irritates me is when people say like Greek organizations were like gangs. Like you literally like because I was the opposite of you. Like I saw it at a young age, like one of my like idols, like I idolized my middle school principal. He was a Q-dog. And so he will always tell all the boys as he was teaching us, you know, how to tie our ties. Um, you know, the, you know, like just little things. He was, he was telling us, you know, like when you go to college and when you pledge and when you join, you know, a fraternity, blah, blah, blah. Like you'll be able to do this. You'll be able to kind of pay it forward. So I always thought if I go to college, I can join a fraternity 
and then I can be a part of like a greater good um, and do service for everybody. So I, I always find it like offensive when people are like, oh, you joined the gang when I, I did it the exact opposite because I joined it because I wanted to kind of be like that positive, like that on a positive end of the spectrum for black men. Because I had that from a, another black man that was a part of a Greek letter organization. Yeah. Not didn't join Q, never thought about becoming a Q. But um, yeah, I always find it weird. I think from certain perspectives, obviously we are all people mm-hmm. and there might be people who are under the organization that because they're not a good person, it can kind of reflect on the organization in Very that true. way. Um, not necessarily that it is a bad organization or anything of that nature. So it's yeah. all perspective. Very true. Yeah. Very true. But um, I feel like, I don't know. Shout out to the teacher. You definitely um, made some good points about, you know, if you haven't gone through it, you know, you, it you means know, something. Obviously, it, it means a lot more. Definitely. And it is a little, hmm, it is a, interesting. I wonder exactly what happened or how it happened. Yeah, but, like this a teacher. Yeah. You know, she you gotta have love for the students regardless. Like I Well, I, I, I mean, no, wait, let's back up. Because these kids today No, but I'm saying really... like you're you're not going to like every student that comes, you know, across your path. Yeah. But you have to have a love for young adults if you are a teacher. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it because they not they there's a daily threat of them getting their ass whooped. There's a daily threat of them getting shot at. There's a daily threat of them being understaffed and overworked. Like, they're not in it because, oh, I'm, I'm making the money. Oh, no. no. Like, money is never... Like... <laughs> but I, there are... There's a subset of teachers who are definitely in it because they have that control. You think so? Mm, yeah. I've never come across a teacher like that. But then also, it's a new generation of teachers, too. I mean, everybody's experience is different. And I have heard from certain people that there are teachers that thrive on that control. You know, they're Mm -hmm. real hard asses, all this other type of stuff. So it's not really for the love. It's more a completely different reason. Selfish reasons. Selfish reasons. You know, they might say, you know, to teach a new generation X, Y, Z. But how it's reflected. And sometimes it can happen just later in their career as well. You can so, become jaded. Jaded, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a lot that goes into teaching. That, you know, year one, you might be like, oh, my God, this is I'm amazing. I'm so excited. I can't wait to. And then year two, you're like, I'm Sit done. Sit the fuck down. I'm so Don't done with you your little badass kids coming here. <laughs> Especially after the COVID and everything like that. I've heard that I it's, you, it's pretty wild. But, um, but I don't think that's what that teacher said. No, no, definitely not. But she did get them letters up off of her. I know that's right. I know her chapter gonna be like, girl, you did the right motherfucking thing. I know that's right. Um I guess we can just segue into another kind of controversial topic um that was on Twitter. Um, you know, there is the uh kind of like the running theme of the guy from it's tangled, right? Um the the male character from Tangled and like the swords all kind of pointed towards him. Um and it's basically like give your hot topic or and so this one was, you know, thoughts on mental health that would have you like this, basically have you like 
well, it's, it, I'm, I said what I said, but everybody is against it. Um, and one young lady said, actively dating while dealing with depression or any other mental illness issue is weird and selfish. Um, and then uh, she posted that on the 8th of this month. And then on the 9th of this month, she said, OMG, y'all caught my job. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> I guess people really, really wanted to make their point heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what she said was kind of was kind of messed up. You think so? I I think so. Okay, tell me why. Um, because I don't feel like you can say that someone is not deserving of love. But did she say that? Go ahead and say what she said again. She said, actively dating while dealing with depression or any other mental illness issue is weird and selfish. But that doesn't define what any other mental issue is. Someone can have ADHD. Someone can be autistic. Those are all other mental, quote unquote, mental issues. Does that mean that they shouldn't date? Or actively date? But you don't. I don't think that's what she meant. So let, let's just, let me stick well, to Well, maybe she should have put it in the drafts a little bit longer until she I don't she think could... so. I think she kind of has a point. Okay. Well, so that's her job. I think she has a point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't call my job. Please, please don't call my job. Please. But I think she kind of has a point. Um, well, okay. So if we're talking about the basis of Making sure that you are taking care of yourself. Yes. And that's where you can pour into others. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I can definitely see where she was coming with coming from with that. Um, yeah, I could definitely see that. So when when I, I think I, I looked at the depression part first and then um actively so individual an individual that's actively trying to date somebody while going through depression um i do think that's kind of selfish well the, um oh god only because you're and I, I thought in my mind i guess i'm thinking of it as like she was saying this is selfish to that individual um because you're not able to give your full self in this situation um and so you're already kind of going at it like you're not going to be able to create or form any t- sort of like attachments because you're going through this. And we know people, there's people who are um, going through depression that's, you know, active. They're able to go live day to day, do day to day things. So we know that for sure. But I do kind of feel like, yeah, why, why would a person want to actively date if they're not? focused or honed in on like what they need essentially i guess well in a way there are ways obviously to treat depression mm-hmm. you know and some people even say that it never actually goes away it's just finding better ways to cope with it yeah and better ways to you know re- reduce your stressors um things of that nature so 
for her to say like you sh can't date at all or you shouldn't be dating mm, that's kind of a stretch because there are people obviously out here that you know have depression but they're taking their medication they're going to therapy they're at a better space now does that mean that their depression is completely cleared no sometimes it's not sometimes it is something that you continually deal with for the rest of your life but she's depending on where actively, you can though no actively dating it didn't say actively depressed it said actively dating oh, while right. depressed you're right and that's why people called her job and um beat up her mom and everything else but i mean although those people should probably seek some help help as well which kind of proves her i mean kind of <laughs> so you know i'm i'm a, I'm, a, uh, I'm against some of the what she's saying but on the same I, token. On the same token, the lengths that people, and I think we've spoken about this before, the lengths, like with the therapist, with mm -hmm. the guys who mm -hmm. called her job to get her fired and all that mm -hmm. other stuff, the lengths that some of these people are going to shows that there's something there that is either being triggered or something that you're not dealing with that you have to go to great lengths yeah. to unheave this person just based on something that they blurbed on an online website. Because what do you get out of that? Like, what satisfaction do you get out of that? Like, like what? Yeah. But also, I feel like, you know, sometimes it is a hot take. It is one of the things that, you know, it but to the fire, right? Wasn't that, so that was what yeah, she responded that was to. The, yeah, that was what she was responded to. So and it was kind of messed up that people took it to that length because I mean because they're asking for it, they're yeah, asking for you to give these hot takes if once you get it. But I guess it also says like, what is a hot take that will have you, you know, like the picture said, yeah. swords at your throat, and yeah. unfortunately that had swords at her throat. And I, I kind of feel what sister's saying. But in one way, I I I get what she's trying to get at, but at the same time, like. So many we deal with so much these days. Like I mean, at, once again, we're saying it after COVID, after nine eleven, yeah, after everything that we've gone through throughout our lives. We're not. Some people are not all the way there. Yeah, but it's yeah. okay. It's okay, especially if you're taking care of yourself or trying to take care of yourself to say. But to say that like you shouldn't be able to actively date like at all. Yeah, I, I get that. I wish we could kind of like have this topic and go more in depth about it with several people. So yeah, I, I get what she's saying on, you know, one part of this, but on the other part, it definitely, definitely oversteps a little boundaries. Yeah. As you would say. Yeah. And it's a hot take. It's a hot take. It's, it's like one of the hottest hot takes though. Cause you, you're talking about mental illness, depression, uh, but also, I kind of I see both sides, like Chanel. Like, yeah, I'm trying to make sure I don't say nothing to you know, like. But I get it. Like, I definitely I get it. I feel like she should have articulated it a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. And there, you know, there are still some people who don't see, don't take those issues seriously. So obviously, if you just open up your mouth and say, you know, that's not valid or I don't think you should be dating X, Y, Z, there are going to be people who come for you. I don't think it's right for them to call her job, obviously, but there's going to be people who will voice their opinion about it. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, so that's a tough one. But um, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Yeah, I feel like today was like an emotional roller coaster. You know, we we had a lot to talk about. Um, I miss the laughs. I miss the giggles. Yeah, but I feel like this is just showing that we're well versed in a lot of other, a lot of different topics, and we'll be back to the hood shit coming up. Yeah. I'm sure um, somebody will do something. So I'm sure somebody has already done something. Yeah. While we're recording. Exactly. Um, speaking of, never mind. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Of course, uh, when the episode drops, you can go ahead and catch it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. If you sign up for notifications, you'll be notified as soon as it comes out. Yes, and you can also check us out on Instagram at Raw Dogs Podcast and then on Twitter at Raw Dogs Pod. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, chime in. Um, we definitely love to hear from you all. We love to hear from your uh, constructive criticism as well. Yeah, we um, love the constructive criticism. Somebody said I was talking low, like I was trying to talk sexy last week. And I was like, no, I was just more relaxed. I don't always have to be rah-rah. Hmm. But they said, like, why was you talking so low? And I'm like, I don't know. That's just... Yeah. LL Cool J. Hmm. Yeah. Is that, is that what you're picturing when you, when you talk? No, that's just my alter ego name. Alter ego name. Okay. No, that's not my alter ego name. Do you remember my alter ego's name? I don't. Oh my God, but you know nothing about me. What is it? Tell us. No, you should know this because I, I asked you if I was going to go by just Janelle or something else. And you said, no, you shouldn't go by the other. How long ago was that? Like last year. Okay, yeah. If you haven't brought it up since then, no. John the Don. Oh my God. <laughs> That's your alter ego? Yes. That's okay. what I feel like. When I'm when I'm like the trade, I'm John the Don. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> so if that's the alter ego, what is the Just John L. Just John L. It's okay. just John L. It's... Just John L. Yep. That works really well, just John L. Mm-hmm. But I feel like John the Don was also kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. You, so that's the one that's trying. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the no, one? No, those noises was just John L. Okay. But you know, John the Don is like real. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, um, more chestnut. No. So no. You put in. No, you put in words in my mouth. More like Big Sean. You know how Big Sean is kind of like. He's like an understated, kind of like sexy. Like we've never seen Big Sean not look good, but then we've also kind of like forgot about him as well. Like he's kind of felt like in the back of our minds, but that's like one of the finest niggas we ever gonna lay our eyes on. Okay. Yeah. That's John the Don. Yeah, okay. it's the D it's the Detroit player. You know, it's the Detroit shit. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh scammer. No, 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 no. I didn't say that. Okay. John the Don is not a scammer. He's not a scammer. He's not a scammer. Not a scammer. Okay. Just John L on the other hand. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so we will thank y'all for tuning in. And we will see y'all next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>